This is the Opening Market Podcast on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network. I'm Mark Magnuson. Joined today by Joe Camp of Comstock. Joe, what are we seeing taking place with the grains today? A mixed market, and that's fitting with what we've observed lately, some spread action for sure taking place among those speculative positionings. We do lately see that the hedge funds have been unwinding the short corn and wheat and long soybean spread. So that's been to the detriment of the soy complex in particular. We started off this week with some relative weakness on the soybeans, a good rebound for corn and wheat after a really rough day on Friday. Of course, we rewind to Friday and think about the grain stocks report. It was nothing bullish to go on, would put it at that. It was bearish outright for wheat because of the small grain summary that came along as well and finding bigger production than expected. But for corn and soybeans within the range at least of expectations for inventories still relatively historically tight on soybeans and down by more than anticipated for corn, it should have been you know maybe less negative than it was but for what we had going into the weekend, which was all that political worry about the possible government shutdown. Well, now fast forward to today, and we had that better start to the week for grains that did in part come from the relief of not having the government shut down. We've still got some nervousness out there just because it was a stopgap funding bill that kicks the can down the road for another month and a half. But at the end of the day, we're seeing a better tone overall for these grain markets as we start off this new week and really now just you know get back to watching these uh, same sorts of items like mostly harvest progress. And Joe, what did it look like with those harvest progress numbers from yesterday? So we did have the corn and soybean harvest uh, both at 23% finish. That would be maybe slightly below what was anticipated, but both ahead of their five-year average pace by a point or two. And that was a a result of some delays last week that we uh, experience because of spotty showers. Now we're thankful for that moisture, helps settle the dust here as we get into the harvest. It really supports winter seedings. We had winter wheat seedings at a 40% complete here, a little bit ahead of pace uh, normally. So, you know, we also think about river levels and we continue to monitor what's going on with the nation's river system, especially the Mississippi River and how we need that to transport grain down to the Gulf. It's had its impact again this fall where we look at basis levels. We could probably split Iowa west and east and still see a really wonderful processing demand uh, drawing bushels out at higher values in the west, but then some impact to this low river level and uh, export demand being diminished in the east. So that's something we're keeping an eye on. We look ahead in the forecast, this cold front coming through potentially with some showers here into tomorrow and early Thursday. Beyond that, it's clear again. So we'll take that moisture and otherwise we don't see a whole lot in terms of harvest disruption over the next couple of weeks. Joe, what's the story right now with the livestock side of the markets? Well, for cattle, we had a bounce here to start the week. That was after a rough week and a half, two weeks here. We had a bit of a bearish cattle on feed report that played out into last week's trade. But back to thinking about how short supplies are still keeping this market fundamentally bullish. 
there was some short covering um, or some long liquidation rather from the from the large speculators last week. That's largely played itself out for now. And so that, again, allows a bit of a bounce here so far. We don't have much of a live cattle cash trade having developed yet this week, as we wouldn't expect. There are some early trades on the feeder calves. Uh, we've got calves down four or five bucks, feeder steers uh, down a couple, two or three. So some weakness there to watch for. Uh, otherwise, we've seen some technical bounce here occurring again after a, a rough couple of weeks there. Some strength for beef to start the week that helps on the fundamental side, but waiting for some fresh cash trade again on the live end and, and otherwise some fresh news. We're still monitoring outside markets. Those were really negative this week. They're a little bit calmer this week to help restore some of that sentiment over uh, meat demand. And, you know, that now flips into the hog market where we've had meat demand uh, holding up rather well, but now we're back to being worried about the supply side, so a bit of the opposite from cattle, where we had Thursday last week the quarterly hogs and pigs report showed that the all hogs and pigs account account was uh, up a little bit on the year when the consensus estimate had expected it to be down almost a full percent. So that rocked the market here on Friday. On uh, Monday, we gapped lower again. So we've seen some speculative liquidation really uh, start to take place here this week. So a weaker tone here, but now at levels where we should start to think about again, demand responding to these cheaper prices and stepping in to help support the overall uh, board price. Joe, you mentioned that hog data and kind of what we were expecting to see, and it was a little bit different. How does that discrepancy happen, the difference between what we're expecting to see and what we actually get with the numbers? Yeah, good question. I think that's an ongoing issue. I remember back five or six years ago attending USDA data meetings in Washington, D.C., and that being the question that's brought up, how how come we can't get closer? And it's a disconnect between those government analysts and the reporters out there. Uh, it's you know maybe an issue of a changing industry that we've become much more vertically integrated here uh, within the hog production space. But Overall, it's an unanswered question as of now, and it's something we're hoping gets better in the future here that reporting comes closer. We still think the market overall fits with uh, what the, the government expectations are in terms of the balance sheet, and we can see that priced into the futures market where December futures are the lowest here along the curve as they're pricing in expected production uh, to swell here into the final quarter of the year. But we do have higher prices going forward into the deferred contracts that represent this anticipation for supplies to contract again uh, during the first half of next year. And so that's the bright spot of all this data is that we see that even from Thursday's hogs and pigs report that as expected, uh, the farrowing intentions are lower, the pig crop is smaller. And so we've got uh, reason to expect that supplies aren't so burdensome as we uh, roll into the next several months. Joe Camp of Comstock, our guest here today. Joe, thank you for all of the great information as always. But how can our listeners get in touch with Comstock and you can help them out even further? Yeah, thanks so much. We've got our website at Comstock.com. That's got access to our daily report and all of our contact information. Joe Camp of Comstock, our guest. Joe, thank you and have a great week. Thanks. Have a great week. That was Joe Camp with Comstock. It's time now for a check of the numbers. December corn down two and a quarter at 486 and a half. November soybeans down 13 even at 1264 even. 
October soybean meal down $7.40 at 3.6020. October soybean oil down 48 cents at 59.37. Chicago wheat up four and a half at six dollars and a half cent. Minneapolis wheat up three and a half at 7.22 and a quarter. Kansas City hard red wheat up two and a quarter at 6.79 even. March oats up one and a quarter at 4.51 and three quarters. On the Merck, October live cattle down a dollar and two cents at 183.42. October feeder cattle down two dollars and seven cents at 251.25. October lean hogs up 25 cents at 80 dollars and 10 cents. October pork cutout down two cents at 91.32, and Class Three milk up two cents at 18.41. This has been a check of the opening markets on the Iowa Agribusiness Radio Network.